Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. This podcast is looking at the implications of the digital revolution. Oh, wait, no, it's the Gen AI revolution. And uh, these revolutions are happening so fast, you know, it, it's making my head spin or revolve uh, to keep up with it. But somebody today is one of our longtime monthly digital all-star guests here on Cloud Wars Live, Tony Uphoff, who looks at things from a CEO perspective, having been a four-time CEO and uh, somebody who understands the technology world, business world, marketing, trends, a lot of things going on. Tony, after a buildup like that, I hope you got something good for us today. I Man, I got to bring it. I, I love that uh, introduction. Thank you, my friend. It's great to see you. You too, Tony. You too. So, um, Tony, you know, I was kidding around a little at the beginning there, but the revolutions, revolutions, you know, you and I, uh, this is not our first lap around the business world, but uh, I, I was telling some people the other day, Anybody who tries to say that this is just hype or it's, you know, blah, 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 I said, they're, they're tripping. This is as real as anything I've seen. And the implications of some of it are extraordinary, both from what customers are starting to realize, hey, these things that I always thought were impossible are becoming possible. And then on the, the tech vendor side, not only what the big Cloudwars top 10 companies are doing, but the partners and the partnerships that come out of that, right, are uh, just uh, just setting up things that I think these next two years are going to be two of the most exciting years that, you know, uh, any of us has ever lived through. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny, Bob, I used the expression recently in a conversation where, you know, when you're in the midst of a revolution, you don't really know what is happening until you get a little bit of distance from it. Boy, this one feels like you do know what's happening. Yeah. It is changing so fast. And yes, we can compare it to you know, the, the early days of the PC to the mobile revolution, certainly to the internet. But I, I, I we talked a little bit before we just uh, started. I don't know that I remember seeing the time to value, Bob, happen quite this quickly. So, you know, I'll just share with, with you and your listeners over the last, gosh, it would say three weeks, I've been very fortunate to have a series of conversations with ServiceNow and several uh, large scale partners of theirs. So two in particular, Deloitte, pardon me, and Cognizant. And then yesterday I, I had a fantastic conversation uh, with Dane Hansen, who you know, yeah. uh, from Google Cloud uh, Data and AI. And I, I, just in thinking about these conversations, this idea, Bob, of how quickly these large companies, right, have been able to see the potential of Gen AI, integrate it into platforms and offerings, and then co-create with their partner channel in many cases, but really tangible customer solutions that, that are just remarkable. And, and I, I would say, Bob, just to throw it under the table for our conversation, I, it's hard for me to separate, is the time to value a reflection of, of the power of Gen AI? Or is the time to value, you know, this is happening at a time where companies understand better how to grab a hold of something new and integrate it in? I, I honestly don't know, but I, I just find it stunning. Yeah, yeah. Tony, it is. I'll tell you just one uh, other example of this in some way. Uh, Oracle today is having this thing they're calling the Oracle Data and AI Forum. And they there was a announcement of this press release type thing. And I looked at it and it up in, I think the first sense, Oracle 
part of their statement as they were describing themselves as a company, they said, we are the only full stack AI tech vendor there is. So in, you know, Love that. weeks or something that they are now shifted over to say, you know, we're the AI company. So yeah. uh, they're a tech stack company. So it, yeah, it's a remarkable time. But Tony, I think, uh, you know, it, it's both of those things, right? The, as customers start to become more aware of what is possible here and what can I do? And they're realizing this isn't another one of those, you know, pumped up hot air balloon that has no substance or weight to it, but this is really happening. And I don't want to, I can't afford to get left behind on this. And then the, the speed at which some of the tech vendors and their ecosystems are putting stuff through is Extraordinary. So uh, to the degree you're able, would love to hear about some of the things, you know, from your conversations or your own observations about yeah. what those things mean. Yeah. So so let me let me digest and, and some of these things are is pub some of these things are public, pardon me. Some uh, you know, I I I can't mention customer names and, and things like that from from some of the conversations I had. But, but I think, Bob, as you were just describing that, I think one of the things that has hit me from these conversations is I think the, the, the combination between data and AI, which is really, you know, and then the generative side of it is really what gen AI really is, right? It is, it is using these LLMs, large data sets, large language models. And the combination where a lot of these companies are, are able to take in, case, in the case that they're working with a customer, a customer LLM, but also an LLM that they have developed, whether it's domain specific or perhaps broader and a bit more horizontal in terms of say something like a customer experience or an employee experience, or there's some fascinating things going on in field service management, Uh as you know. And in talking to these companies, hey, I'll get off this speed to value, but I'm just stunned when, you know, in these conversations, so when, when did that start? Oh, we started that 60 days ago. We've already got, you know, 50 customers or something. You're just like, this is just remarkable. But, but I think the real point I'm driving at, Bob, is is less than speed to market because you and I've seen speed to market. I really mean speed to value that they've got customers that are adopting it internally using it and scaling it really, really quickly and very powerfully. So the ones that I've looked at that, that just impressed the heck out of me, there's been four or five customer experience examples, and they range all over the place from, you know, uh, I, I saw an extraordinary example that the folks at Cognizant were sharing from a, a retail customer where they had take ServiceNow platform with gen AI capabilities and literally fundamentally transformed um, the way a retailer can, can work with, with customers. What really hit me about it, Bob, that was so powerful, well, I wanna be clear, these are my words, not cognizance, but it almost sounded like what they were describing was that the need for a website goes away mm-hmm. because what they're really replacing is the hunt and peck, I'm on your site and I'm trying to return something and I'm getting frustrated and is there an eight hut? And you're now interacting with a generative AI or, you know, a, a bot, if you will, that you're not searching for something, you're getting answers back. You're, you're getting, you know, customized, um, you know, information that's actionable. So I, I just think that that customer experience stuff was just really extraordinary. I, I, I heard about some examples in financial services, and I think you're going to see 
really some transformative you know things that will change the way some of these financial services companies work yeah. and you know that that is is really exciting several examples of healthcare stuff yeah that is really really encouraging and very very exciting the the two other areas bob that it, that were really just inspiring and very exciting to see was around the employee experience and it's it's mm-hmm. funny you know you tend to employee experience i think oftentimes kind of gets a a seat in the back and you know people yeah. don't don't lead with that as this sexy tool or application when when you look at the churn and turnover and challenges and recruiting and retention and all the challenges with remote onboarding and all the stuff that we're you know we're all dealing with today you realize just how critically important an employee experience really is and frankly it should be the equivalent of a customer experience and so there was just a, a series of examples you know, and in, in, um, there was one example that was given, again, using ServiceNow's platform, where, as you know, ServiceNow comes from what's called ITSM, uh, Technology Service Management, and they've broadened into other digital workflows. Think of that as a, a singular, you know, digital workflow. But in a large company, and the example they were giving was a company with 350,000 employees, and they were quoting how long it takes if somebody were to break something let's say you break your laptop and you now need a new laptop and i i I lost count of what they said bob i want to say it was something like there had been 10 to 15 different steps right you know motions that you had to go through and you had to call somebody and you had to turn in a ticket and do all these kinds of things and through the again this is one of the uh, the, the, the big uh, partners that was doing this using the ServiceNow platform with Gen AI capabilities. They were able to literally with one push of a button, it goes into like 10 different systems, including ordering a new laptop, including, I mean, it was, you know, and including, you know, financial reconciliation that a new laptop had been yeah. issued. It was, it was astounding to see. And again, you know, it, it, most employees get frustrated with companies, not over something big. It's a thousand little cuts that yes. drive you nuts over the course of a few years. And you're just like, ah, oh, I'm queuing up at the DMV. I hate this. Right. <laughs> so that, that was cool. And then I, I'll, I'll hand it back to you, Bob, but the, the last one um, that, that I just found just so cool was field service management. And, and for a lot of people, this is a huge category, as you know, a lot of people don't really know what field service management is, but it's exactly what it sounds like. It's servicing something in the field. And inevitably, you know, the next time you see somebody from your phone company that's climbed up on the pole on your block or, you know, um, somebody, you know, looking at a commercial generator somewhere or something, you know, to do with power, the power grid or whatever it might be, it, the, the, that is a very inefficient process because you're kind of, you know, aligning people with, with, you know, radios and they get out there and it's not what they thought and they don't have photos to be able to look at and they can't uh-huh. send information easily back into, you know, a central hub that might be able to help them and, you know, the incremental information. And as you well know, again, in this context, it's ServiceNow, but you're also seeing Google do some really interesting things in all of these different uh, categories. They are doing some fascinating things where, they're cutting five, six, or seven steps out of the process. Yeah. So something that, that would have taken a week or two weeks is taking less than a day. And it is really remarkable. It's also safer. 
right? They're able to see environments and understand environments. They're able to share information in ways that they've never really been able to share information. And so that, that was one of the other uh, one, Bob, that just really hit me. And, and you just think of the, 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 the timing of what we're describing here. It, we're in the first or second inning. Yes. You know, yes. this is really early in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony, fantastic examples there that you've cited. And, you know, uh, somebody could look at that and say, oh, yeah, we've been talking about this for years, blah, blah, blah. But that's the point, right? Been talking yeah. about it for years. Now this stuff is happening. It's changing. And your point about the speed to value, it's not just spinning wheels on some. You're getting to some of those desired ends. Um Tony, I, I just want to mention two things, uh, only the second of which is really important or relevant, but I do want to mention the first one. Uh, I was uh, commiserating with a friend the other day, a couple of weeks ago, we were flying from somewhere and uh, it was on United. And uh, I call myself a prisoner of United because there are, if the plane actually <laughs> takes off, um, I get, uh, you know, it's, treated okay but uh, more and more these days you know the cancellations and all that but um so my friend was saying you know that she, she said i think they intentionally make the boarding process as difficult as possible i thought of this in terms of your point about you try to return something on a website and you know yeah. come in, <laughs> i'm not interested in taking this back I'll, I'll make it you know if you can go through the 500 steps here sure yeah complete it but i, I think this this thing of the boarding process is they make it so absurdly difficult. Oh, it's onerous. So I say, all right, all right, all right, whatever I have to do to make it a little easier, I'll do that. Um, so I think we're going to get to real resolutions of those those types of you know ridiculous Agreed. scenarios. So Agreed. The other one, Tony, is I think this exploration and this sense on the part of customers, I can no longer... Uh, tolerate or live with or accept these um, everything from data silos to yeah. 1988 circa yeah. technology to you know the standard ways of compensating people in a wildly different world and one example and so I think these new technologies new possibilities are forcing companies to look at this and it's sort of like a, you know a reimagination engine in some yeah. ways I yeah. saw a report from Microsoft, Tony, the other day. It said that within hospital systems now um, that, you know, large, uh, even some of the mid-sized, but mid-sized large hospital systems generate 50 petabytes of data about patients every year, but they're only able to capture 3% of that. So one and a half petabytes out of 50. So those other 48 and a half petabytes of data are just gone. They're eliminated. So there are steps being taken now to what if you could increase right. that by a factor of 10, get 30%, right. 40, 50% right. with a yeah. constant effort then underway to get that second 50% coming in. I just think we're going to see this. The examples you cited from employee experience, customer experience, what's possible, getting things right the first time. Uh, and that's why I think this is we are... Um, at the edge of, you know, really, really dynamic, exciting time in business lives and our personal lives and how much better they'll be. And the final point on this I'd make, Tony, and coming around to your expertise here is all these things, I think, 
they don't begin and end with the CEO, but companies are going to be defined by the willingness of the CEO to step forward and say, yeah. we're not going to try to bumble forward with, you know, 20th century processes and expectations yeah. in yeah. a 21st century world. Bob, I, I, I love the way you phrase that. And I think, you know, a couple of things I, I have kind of learned the hard way, if you will, but also through studying it, Anytime you see a step change in the customer experience, and you and I have been privy to a few of them through the years where there's some, you know, just really, you know, extraordinary, you know, combination of technologies or singular technology that allows us to serve customers in a, in a far better way, customer expectations go up. Yeah. So it's, it's not just that you made a customer experience better, your customer expectations now start to go up. And I think in a way, that's how I take what you just said. I think this is a a positive clarion call for executives to look at the world and to say, using your phrase, we can reimagine what's possible. So what, you know, I, I used to accept perhaps a, a, a development cycle that said, hey, in 24 months, we'll have that new customer experience nailed down and we'll, we'll get it rolled Maybe out. 30. But yeah, no yeah exactly. Don't don't hold me to this. But uh, <laughs> and, and I think, you know, what we we oftentimes, particularly in certain industries, we we get kind of blinders on and we, we kind of follow along. And I think every once in a while, something like this forces us to take those blinders off and go, well, wait a second. If, if they can do that in in hospitals, which frankly are not, you know, haven't historically been advanced users of data technology and analytics. Can, can we do that in our industry? Yeah. You know, and so I, I think, you know, what you're saying is a really powerful statement. And I, I, I'm not a fan of, of fear, uncertainty and doubt of causing people anxiety of like, oh, my gosh, you got to act now or you're going to go out of business or any of that kind of nonsense. However, this is one of those moments where this is a stop, drop and roll moment where I think people have to say this is different. I need to understand how I can harness, you know, the power of what's what's uh, happening these days, and and you know, can I reimagine some things in my company? And and the other thing I would would add in here, Bob, that, that you mentioned at the beginning, and I want to make sure we don't or I don't forget to touch on it. One of the things that has surprised me about this Gen AI or AI era is the power of the partner ecosystem as a part of the paradigm. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what I expected, I, I really don't, but it, it, is, it is actually creating, I would argue, a renaissance in the partner ecosystem. Yeah. And I think part of this is the need for domain specific LLMs and understanding and the power of, you know, generic Gen AI is interesting. Boy, domain specific Gen AI is really interesting, yeah. right? Yeah you know, given, uh, given my market. So that, that's the other thing that hits me. I think customer expectations and customer experiences are going to go up. Same thing is true with employees. If you raise, you know, it, it, the employee experience, employee, uh, you know, uh, expectations will rise and not in a negative way, but what right. that really suggests is, you know, if I'm being recruited to your company and I know what a good employee experience is and you don't have one of those, it's going to matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Tony, that just a 
sort of a corollary on that is if I'm being recruited into your company and ask some questions about what are you doing here with AI and everybody sort of goes, uh, uh, e, uh, uh yeah. Hey, we've got somebody that's looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we hear it, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. We think it's very you know what, again, and, and I want to emphasize to particularly to to some of the um some of your 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 audience that might be um, involved in technology decisions, but they might be kind of non-technical management. They might yeah. be running a business function or could be the CEO of a company or a CMO or whatever that function is. I, I think, you know, it, it is one of those moments where you do need to act and, and, and you're not going to be given the luxury of sitting on the sideline. That being said, the frameworks for doing this are certainly in the spirit of what I refer to as um, think big, but start small. Pilot projects, partners. There's so many ways to go at this. I think in different eras of technology, Bob, we've seen companies and you and I have been involved in some of these where people kind of bet the farm on a technology. Yeah. And, and I think this is something that, that um, you know, a lot of what we're describing are commercially available platforms that are leveraging Gen AI. So if I'm the, the customer, I'm still working with the same company. What I'm getting is the benefits of some of these enhanced capabilities, which mm -hmm. is a great way to really, you know, access Gen AI. So I, I don't want to leave any of your listeners thinking, I got to go hire all these Gen AI people and what am I doing? Although I will say, you'll love this. Take a wild guess how many prompt engineers Deloitte has. Uh, 655. A thousand. <laughs> Is that great? And I asked, yeah. I said, well, so... Are these like these aren't all brand new hires? And I said, what what background do these people come from? And they said, you know what? Most of them were engineers. Most of them were were you know coders. They were tech you know highly technical folks. But they said they're now starting to bring in prompt engineers that come from um, you know business functions. Yes, finance, right? Yeah. Human resources. You know, customer experience or, you know, whatever the heck that it is. And I, I just found that, you know, fascinating. If I had said prompt engineer to you 90 days ago, I, I don't know that you and I would have known what the heck that was. It's a guy, who, an engineer who's on time to all his meetings and gets his, his stuff, meets his deadlines. Tony, that's, that is wild. I, I'll run past for you here as we wrap up, let you have the final word on this uh, a premise. I talked to a group of CIOs the other day. And I said, uh, look, I'm going to offer you a sort of a, a framework here. And I, I'm not trying to be a smart ass about this, I promise. It might come across that way, but I, I don't mean it. I said, here with what your company's doing with regard to AI, if you're, because I think it fits in with what you're saying about not betting the farm. But I said, if you are uh, prodding and evaluating, start testing. If you're testing things, get them into production. If you're into production with AI, expand that into other areas. Yeah. If you're not yet into testing and evaluation, update your resume. And um, love that. It's, it is just, uh, you know, certain lots of things in business are forgivable, tolerable, whatever. This is not because yeah. it is, uh, it's not about, you know, well, I finish, you know, in the, fifth or versus sixth percentile in my market. But this is, you know, are you going to be around in two or three years? And yeah. the opportunity of this time is so wonderful. It's so rich and varied. And 
And Tony, I think your point about the renaissance of the ecosystems is a, an exact reflection of this. The, yeah. the emphasis by all the Cloud Wars top 10 companies, this incredible emphasis they've put on partner ecosystems is because the opportunities are so big. And yeah. Partners are not only harvesting those, but they're creating and stimulating and expanding that. So, um, yeah, what a, what a wild time to be uh, alive and in business. Indeed. Indeed. Well, hey, I, as always, I, I enjoy our conversations and, and thanks for the opportunity to uh, to chat about this. I, I think I'd, I'd leave your your listeners and viewers with just kind of doubling down that this is um, a moment of remarkable opportunity. And, and I, I, I think um, it, one of the things that is perhaps unique or special about it is not only all the things that we've talked about, which are really powerful, but the ability for even a layperson to put hands on a keyboard and start to interact with some of these technologies. You know, in the early stages of transformative technologies, there's the leading adopters and highly technical people that have a deeper understanding of it because they can actually work with it. Mm -hmm. In this case, fundamentally anybody can start to interact and work with, uh, you know, Gen AI and some of the, the, the tools and start that process of educating themselves and understanding it that you were kind of describing. And I, I, you know, I give a few talks on this and every time I end it the same way by saying, you know, my advice is put your hand on the keyboard, start, you know, take any of, take Bard, take ChatGP. I'm not here to promote any, any right. individual one, but start to, to interact with this, start to get a feel for what this is like, because pretty quickly it will open your mind and you'll start to go, man, I, if we could figure out how to do this, uh -huh. right? The other aspect is take take a, a little bit of an audit around. If you're in a, a mid-market or larger company, you're already using AI and you may not know it. Yeah. So if you're using ServiceNow, if you're using you know, the, the major cloud provider platforms, odds are that you're accessing some AI and, and perhaps even increasingly gen AI capabilities Get get a heightened sense of awareness about that because again that will start to get you to yeah. be thinking about how you might be able to leverage and harness the power of these platforms in your specific vertical marketplace and or as we as we've uh, noted many times here through the use of some partners that may have some very specific domain experience in uh, in your industry. Absolutely, good good counsel there, Tony. I hope everybody takes you up on that. Well. Thank you, my friend, as always, for a lively discussion on some very timely and pertinent stuff. Uh, this is uh, it's a treat, Tony, a very exciting time. Thanks, Bob. Always good to see you, my friend. Thank you, Tony. And folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. We hope uh, your adventures in the Gen AI revolution have been uh, productive, safe, and I'd say a little bit, you know, risky. Uh, it, this is a time for all of us to stretch. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time.